Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the Central Division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. White Sox fans, welcome in. It is the Sox on Tap postgame show. Johnny Nani here, joined by my co-host, Tony Marchese, discussing White Sox fifth loss in a row. Tony, how does it make you feel? Not great, Bob, <laughs> is the, the first thing off of, uh, you know, just, just my mind here. It was it was not a great ball game, Johnny, and uh, not feeling great. No, I'm not either. So, Tony, I wore that, you know, since we're playing the Twins first time this year, I wore the blackout shirt, hoping to, you know, have some like good vibes since that game came against the Twins. Now I just want to get blacked out like hammered. So it's Friday night, man. Like, are, are we heading in that direction? What are we trying to do here? Crack them, Johnny. Cheers. I mean, like, the, this ball game made me want to. And honestly, I wish it was just victory beers. And like, that's like the reason we were getting down this like road. But, uh, unfortunately, that's not the case. White Sox fall two to one to open the series here uh, in the Twin Cities tonight. Uh, very winnable ball game game that should have been won. Uh, yes, sure, bats are still cold, but man, defensive slop shows back up, Tony, and that just it, it, it is so so frustrating, and it sucks because we've hashed it through. Feels like we've already had this conversation a million times. We absolutely have. Uh, you and and Sean talked about this. I think. Uh, Steve and I have talked about any, any yeah. combination that you have on this show yeah. has talked about some of this slop. We've talked about it together yeah. collectively. We've done it for a couple of years now, talking about exactly this ball game. It's just, you know, there's you, you got to show up to play. Yeah. Tony, I think one of the biggest things here, um, we, we'll kind of get into some of the specs in a little bit, but man, from an overall thematic standpoint, it's that the leaders aren't leading. Because when you look at that eighth inning meltdown there, who made the errors? Two of your team leaders. Yeah, and Johnny, I, I just th- this thing, this entire ball game had, you know, the initial reaction. This entire ball game had some negative vibes around it from the broadcast down to what felt like the team play throughout the entire thing. It almost felt as if you were going to lose this ball game some way, somehow. I don't like coming into ball games, watching it, and having that vibe. Not a good thing. Yeah, no, I don't either. And you, it felt like some of the uh, kind of uh, sludge, uh, you know, traveled with them from Cleveland to Minnesota. But at the same time, I was also kind of hoping for a new series, fresh start. You know, new city, uh, sort of, kind of you know, reset, you press the reset button. I was hoping they would have done that in between games one and two on uh, Wednesday out in Cleveland. Obviously that didn't happen. So I was thinking maybe change of scenery, literally physically uh, out there would have, you know, maybe sparked something, maybe AJ Pollock returning, maybe some guy that wasn't around for uh, all of that. 
Um, that's what I talked about with Sean in the post game yesterday. And that just didn't come to fruition because AJ Pollock didn't have himself that great of a game. Granted, it's been, you know, missed 10 games, but still, um, I was hoping for a little bit of spark there. No, no real spark. And it, th- this is something I, I don't want to jump too far ahead here, Johnny, but something that we talked about a little bit uh, last week was with this rotation right now, you've got Dylan Cease, you've got Michael Kopech. That's your one, two. And if you're losing those ball games, it spells a lot of trouble. Not foreshadowing throughout here. I think we might get Lucas Giolito back rather soon here, maybe throughout this weekend. But mm, these last two games really, really hurt. Yeah, they absolutely do. And you make a good point there about losing those starts. And it's not on those guys fully because, yes, like I talked about with Sean uh, in the series finale against Cleveland, uh, Dylan C. Sure, not as sharp as his first two starts, but he still gave you a chance to win, right? Michael Kopech more than gave you a chance to win tonight. Um, and they just weren't able to get it done, man. It, it uh, you know, they, they let it slip. They, they let uh, victory or, uh, you know, uh, they <laughs> clenched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. It's just terrible, terrible. It's it's mind blowing, man. It yeah. it really is. Yeah, let's. Uh, you'd mentioned starting pitching there, though. Let's talk Michael Kopech. I know there's plenty to be upset about later in this, but uh, this stuff is nasty, man. Uh, they had talked a little bit on the broadcast. Maybe my favorite part about the broadcast is talking about the curveball uh, that he had because you know me. That's my favorite pitch in the game. I love a good curveball. Uh, he's got that to go along with the nasty slider, and then the fastball with tail that ride on it, man. Uh, that is pretty stuff to watch it is it's really pretty stuff to watch and michael kopeck is someone that i i really think could have the type of ace stuff to lead this rotation it's sort of just almost comical at this point that michael kopeck um you know has gone through everything that he's gone through because i think he's got the highest upside out of any white Sox pitcher really i i, I honestly do that includes dylan cease that includes lucas giolito Michael Kopech has that fuck you stuff that I I think really plays at the major league level and his level of competitiveness could probably be up there with a guy like Lance Lynn in, in in the sense that he is just an absolute gamer. And, you know, you see him right now on some pitch counts coming into this year is your number three, number four guy. I think that's a really good thing for the White Sox. And then you see him go out there and just dance around the zone, delivering heat, some nasty breaking stuff. Um, You know, I just, I really cannot wait to see Michael Kopech pitch without some sort of leash on him. Like I've been waiting for that as a White Sox fan and getting him in the starting rotation kind of does give you a little bit of that, but knowing that he's on such a strict pitch limit, um, especially early in this year, kind of robs you of the full Michael Kopech experience. But honestly, dude, his stuff is just unreal. Got squeezed today on multiple, multiple occasions. And yet, you know, he, here he is putting up decent numbers. I, it, you you can't lie. Like it, that's 
that's what he's doing. He's he's making the most of his opportunities right now. Yeah, and I agree with the you're not getting the full experience in terms of the innings pitch limits, uh, whatever it is. And obviously, there's a number that uh, publicly we don't know, but inside that locker room, inside uh, you know the training staff walls, they know they they, they have it set probably. Um, but even with that, you know, he gets up and you know over 20 pitches in the first inning because counts are going full. Um, like you had talked about getting squeezed a little bit. Um, but he's able to work around that and a little bit of help from Reese McGuire there too. Very nice throw to gun a runner down uh, ending that first, but uh, being able to go through and fi- like it, when I saw, as soon as you're getting up there, like in that, like 20 plus in the first inning, I was thinking, damn, like we're probably only going to get four and that's, you know, like hopeful, but it's like, he goes five tonight. Uh, his final line reading off uh, five innings, three hits, uh, no runs, uh, one walk and seven strikeouts. Uh, I'll take that any day from Michael Kopeck early on in the season. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, he did his job out there tonight, Johnny. It's up to the bats sometimes to yeah. uh, to turn that around and, and give you that support. Yeah, let's let's get into the bats a little bit, Tony. Cold, cold bats. Bats stay cold once again. They, they've been cold for, you know, a stretch of what, like seven games now or, or so. I think that's a six, seven games. Uh, and obviously that coincides with the losing streak. Now at five, um, they did win a couple of one-run ball games in that Tampa series. So basically since the end of the Mariner series, they haven't really hit too, too much. Uh, and the only thing they were able to do in terms of run scoring tonight was Andrew Vaughn's uh, solo shot in the top of the fifth inning. So... Um, I did like seeing that. I will say dead center power. That's cool and tough. Dead center power is always cool and tough, Johnny. And and anytime you can split the gaps, I mean, that's good too. You love to see players drive the ball. And you know, that's uh, the White Sox are driving the ball. Maybe not as much hard contact as in games past, but, and I know, you know, it's all about the results. That's that's what matters at the end of the day because that's what puts the wins in the win column and the losses in the loss column. But uh, they are overall, overall, you go to ontapsportsnet.com, our guy Sox Insane uh, w- with a post there today about the trends, the, the good, the bad, and the unlucky. And part of the unlucky was that, you know, they're like expected, you know, on base and expected batting average is all pretty damn good because they're hitting the ball so hard. But unfortunately, uh, Ben smoked uh, right at people, so... I'd just like to see some more of those go over the wall like Andrew Vaughn did tonight. Yeah, uh, Johnny, dude, I think that one of the biggest things that I've seen with this White Sox team outside of getting some really horrendous weather is getting some really horrendous luck in terms of balls driven to the outfield. At some point, some of these balls have to go over the fence, right? They, they just do. Yeah. Well, well, there's a product of that too, but even then, you know, and other times too, it's a, you know, like it's in a game in the series finale against Cleveland, Gavin sheets, it's a friggin' frozen rope, but it's mm-hmm. right at the second baseman. So guess what? If that's a little bit over in between first, second base, that's doubled on the line. It is. And, and that's what really sucks, man. I've seen way too many of these balls wind up either foul or in someone's glove. And it's, kind of really hurt this team yeah it, it just makes you sad because like when you hear it off the bat you get excited you, know, you yes. just hear the pop and you're like oh the crack oh yeah yeah that, that, should, that should be some solid contact and then like you said it ends up either foul in a glove or uh you know not uh in a place where the white Sox need it or it's on the ground um so bats need to wake up i mean I, I don't know what other better way to say it uh they could use some warmer weather that'd be nice um but at the same time it's not completely like you know uh, tundra frigid um, up in Minneapolis, like you'd kind of expect uh, for this time of year. So um, 
they're, they're going to need to get it going. I don't know what else to say. Maybe a little bit of luck, too. Lady luck. Do whatever you do for luck charms. I don't know about you. Do you have any superstitions that you use maybe to help? I've got a couple two tree. I've got a couple two tree Care superstitions. Uh, I mean, you know, it's where I watch the game, you know, which room I'm sitting in to watch the game. Haven't won a game while I'm watching it in the family room. We tried to move down to the basement today. Tomorrow, we're all going to be together. You're gonna be in the garage. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a garage. So I, I've got, I've got mine. I, I've got my superstition. You, know, you gotta mix it up. Yeah, Tony. One of my superstitions, though, is you know, head to toe attire, and that I take that quite literally. And I can't wear them every day because I only have a couple pairs of them. But I have white socks, socks, and I have not broken them out this season yet. And maybe you got to break did, them out tomorrow. I did one time during spring training, but that was just like I was excited for baseball, and they were just in the rotation there. But I, I'm going to have to dig through the sock drawer and, and dig them out and actually wear them tomorrow. What so hat, what shirt, what, yes. you know, like there's, yeah, yeah, clothing's another superstition right. for me. It yeah, just but, depends on, you know, like. Like, that's the, like, it's easy, like, you know, it's like, I have so many white sock shirts, I wear that every day, but I need to, like, go, like, full all right. out to really salvage this team right now, right? Yeah, we've got to yeah. do something. We've got to do something. Tomorrow we're going to be in the garage. We're going to watch the game together. We'll make sure everybody's well, there. One way, make it a good feeling. Yeah, I don't know if it's a superstition, more just a habit, but the rally beers would be flowing. So they um, will. We'll we'll have plenty before the game too to maybe like build up. Can we get build up a base? Was at opening day tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. In the garage, maybe he's got to be kind of lucid. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what we we have to do. We're gonna try to bring the mojo back. We need the vibes to be immaculate, and right now they're just non-existent. Well, it, it it helps when you, you have a positive feeling. And this is something that I'm yeah. a huge believer in, Johnny. Like positive vibes bring positive results. You know, you're a big prior yeah. proper planning guy. Yeah. When your broadcast crew today is is like hyping up Miguel Sano's power in an inning when you are de- like only up by one run and things aren't looking good. And, you know, you've got Michael Kopech on the mound getting squeezed. And he throws a pitch in the same location that you're watching guys like Jake Berger to end the ball game on. And you sit there and go, "That's well, that's a good pitch. It's a strike. But when Michael Kopech throws it, it's not a strike. And that's a good call by the umpire. I don't call Steve Stone out on this very much. In fact, I've I've gotten into some heated discussions with our guy Buzz. Over this situation, where's the positive? That's a a, a hot topic for Buzz. Where's the positivity here, Johnny? Maybe, maybe they just need some positivity behind. Where's the true White Sox homerism? And I want to preface this that I understand that Jason Benetti is a smart dude. He is. He's a very smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. He knows how to study baseball. He knows the numbers that are important and indicative of future trends and all of that kind of stuff. But it's like. He forgets that he is the White Sox team broadcaster at points and plays too much like a national broadcaster, so to say. Did you get that vibe? Yeah, and and I, I felt that Stone was doing it tonight. You've got I called that, out Chuck Garfine the other. Yeah, day. I feel like I've 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 lost this White Sox homerism. Yeah, and it's you know just something that I I I kind of really loved about. Right. The White Sox. What? That's what that's what bought me in. Like you want people to be uber positive about this team. You want people to do yeah, that. I understand not carrying water. I understand that there's yeah, a, no sugar coating, but you don't want to sugarcoat stuff. 
but you're up in a ball game and I'm sitting here listening about Miguel Sano's power and how great he is and all this other shit. And I see it in the calls too, because you can watch the first inning and see on the pitch tracks where a pitch lands and then see that same pitch and the ball game mm-hmm. and understand where the announcer tells you during one sense or, or during the, during when your team and, and this is the home broadcast says, oh, well, that was a good call. And you're sitting there feeling like your guy's getting squeezed. And then the other team gets that call. That's kind of disheartening. Like, it's like I'm sitting yeah. here at home. And Ozzie Gian called it out the other night. And I'll call it out again. The fans at home are smart. They understand what's going on. I watched that shit with my own eyes. Mm. Why is it different? Yeah. Like I said, it's just, it honestly is losing a little bit of a homerism. And maybe, you know, some people like in the modern, like, you know, sort of like fan, the newer, younger age fan, they don't like understand it all. But it's like Hawk was the biggest White Sox fan ever. And I'm not saying Jason Benetti is a different person. He's a different style. And I get it. I totally get it. We moved past Hawk in terms of being on the broadcast. Yes, I still miss him dearly. But you're the voice of the White Sox, right? Be the voice yeah. of the White Sox. Exemplify it in every inning, in every call. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do too. I I don't want to I don't want to hear I don't want to hear about how great the other team is. Yeah. I want to hear about how great this team is. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's a good good uh, segment on the broadcast there because like you said the vibes matter, man. The vibes matter. And then, and then when you, that's on the loudspeakers at home, that's the vibes that are being injected into you and you don't have a choice but have to uh, you know, um you have to take it, sit there and listen to it. So let's move on. Uh, Tony, let's get back to the main issues here uh, tonight. Obviously, we talked about Vaughn's home run. That's nice to see. We talked about Kopech. That's nice to see. What was not nice to see was the defensive slop returning uh, in the eighth inning. Looks like Kendall Graveman's going to get out of the situation. He's already got two outs. And then, oh, you know, a two-out double there by Jeffers. That, you know, it happens every once in a while. I mean, shit, Liam Hendricks is usually down uh, as two hits on him before he even records an out. So, uh, Kendall Graveman to get two outs before that, whatever it happens, uh, advances the third on a wild pitch, a little bit of a tough, uh, ball for, um, Reese McGuire overall, I would say did a solid defensive job tonight. And this isn't the reason run scored. The reason the run scored is because Carlos Correa comes up. Yes. Hard hit ball to the hole, but Tim Anderson makes a play on it. So glove wise first. Okay. I like that. I like that backhand pickup, but he can't get it out of his glove. So he can't get to second for the force out and he tries to throw to first. Correa's got some decent speed. Ball is way wide, way wide of first base. And Jose Abreu is chasing after it. And when he turns around, he just fires home out of instinct. Nobody cared to let him know that nobody was coming home because I think it was Rise, whoever was on third there, um, they were holding up. And then the throw goes behind the plate, and that's what allows Rise to score. Ended up being the game-winning run. Um, Tony, Little League bullshit, as you would like to say. Yeah, it's absolutely Little League bullshit. Don't throw the ball around. Eat it. Just fucking eat the ball here. One thing that, that you know, and this is why I call it Little League bullshit, is because you're trying to throw the ball around to make a play. And sometimes it's just better to settle everything down in this situation so that you don't wind up giving away two or three runs. Unfortunately, as a White Sox fan, it feels like we watch the White Sox throw the ball around more than this happens to us. If I'm the White Sox, I wish 
just watching this, I wish other teams would do this all the time because it seems so goddamn easy to score runs when teams do this. You start throwing the ball around, it winds up at the backstop, then it's in right field, then it's over at third base, it's rolling down the line. Every single time that happens and the White Sox capitalize on it, I'm just sitting there laughing because it doesn't even feel as if you've earned it. Right. It's like the other team handed it to you. No one wants to be in that situation. I never want to, I never want to be handing people runs. Don't do that. Get the ball back into the mound so that it's at a central location. If 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 somebody wants to run on you and you've got the ball at the pitcher's mound, you have a chance to throw them out. Just yeah. get it back into the middle of the field, settle the play down, and end it. Yeah, it's I will. Little league bullshit. Don't do it. I will say with that setup, Graveman is going to back up, so he is not on the mound there in the middle. So you've Jose, got Bra- someone in the you've got Jose, to have somebody in the but Jose Bray, there. all he has to do there is what would it would have run it back in behoove right exactly pick it up and then start running and then you can evaluate so then if you need to make a throw guess what you stop you plant and then put it yep. right on the money just run it back in is that Nobody's, you've you've already got the ball he didn't even really break yeah, down it, the line until that ball you, got past the catcher you, like, you know right yeah and you know one i understand physical errors are going to happen i mean it's a physical game there, there's a lot of movement there's a lot of hand-eye coordination involved in every little movement there can be little things that can throw you off in terms of you know a ball sticking in your glove tim anderson there um there can be a friggin' just a bad bounce in the dirt there's a little rock in there there were I mean, whatever even, it can, it can that, all happen but you're, you're correct if my, ta eats that ball did that yeah. run score what one don't, runs, don't even throw it. One run scores because there was a runner on third th- yeah, due to the Reese McGuire, uh, well, Kendall Graveman wild pitch, technically. Okay, so, so on the on one the run scores throw. and it's a yeah. tie game. Yes, yes, that's that's what that's where you're at. If Tim stop Anderson the, needs it. stop yeah. the damage, yeah, don't throw um, it around, right? So don't look like idiots. My my biggest issue, Tony is that you've already, you already had your slop game. And I thought that was like, you know, everyone, we like to try and like, you know, be positive about it in some way, justify it to ourselves is how can this happen? Is these professional athletes doing it? You, what do we think? Oh, they're just getting, you know, they get it out of their system. That was there. And then that's going to be the moment that they, you know, flip the switch and then start, you know, turning it around. It's been going on now. Like what is like, what they say? Tim Anderson, six errors on the road trip. Now did Jose Abreu's got a couple too. To his name now, those are your leaders. What well, goes back to what I introed this this whole show with? Your leaders are not leading right now, and you need them. You absolutely need them, especially because I would. Where's consider, the heat? Where's would, the heat? I would, yeah, right. And I would consider two other leaders, Lucas Giolito and Lance Lynn, as well, because they lead, you know, on the on the mound, but then also just from a mentality standpoint, like Lance Lynn, if he was there around, I don't know what his status is. If he's traveling with the team, I would doubt it. Probably doing his rehab stuff, but if he was there. I would imagine that he would, you know, go ballistic in the locker room, right? That's that's where I'm asking. Where's the heat? Because I see all the heat on Tony La Russa, Lurie Garcia. I see all the heat on these guys. But I don't see any heat on Tim Anderson right now. I don't see any heat on Jose Abreu. Right. I, I, I don't see it at all. I haven't. I scroll Twitter. I haven't seen any heat on those guys for not performing to the best of their abilities. In fact, I still see, you know, Stuff about you know Jose Abreu, you know MVP stuff. I, I'm I'm guilty of that myself. I think he should be performing at that level, but where that's where this is squarely on yeah. for me. This loss specifically, in fact, 
where are your leaders? Where did they show up? I saw so much I'll, crucifixion for Tony La Russa for batting Lurie Garcia second in the batting order today. And he was the only guy in the first inning that got on base and didn't make a fucking out. Only guy. In fact, yeah. where was the crucifixion for Eloy not beating out the uh, ground ball double play that that could have been had there been one out? Lurie Garcia beat the play to second, which in fact where the throw went first. I, I don't see any crucifixion for Eloy. I don't see anybody getting mad over that stuff. Those are plays that could have changed the game. Yeah. Are they not? Hashtag change the game since that's what they're yeah. all about, right? Yeah. So those are plays that could have changed the game. Come at any moment from anyone. Yeah. Come on. Like, I just, I don't understand yeah. the mentality of this, getting mad at the things that I've seen. Yeah. No. And you know what? I, I will share some frustration. And I, there is, I, I don't think Lori Garcia should be batting second. But A, I'm also. Don't, Neither do my, I. What I'm, what what I'm, you know, it's not going to change it. What I'm, you know, I like, whatever, Tony shouldn't do that. And there's, you know, uh, things that I have issues with, with him, but like you'd said, it comes down to performance, right? If the, if the White Sox make clean plays there, they win this ball game. We're talking about how they, you know, squeaked one out, even though they, you know, the bat stayed cold, but they were able to find a way. And then we're talking about a Michael Kopech, you know, giving them a nice start when they needed a lift. And it's just not, it's not the same here. And like you said, it's their leaders that are, you know, that physically made the errors that open hey. the floodgates there. Then I will, I, I need to, you know, when you're talking about this and you say, where's, where's the, uh, you know, kind of, uh, um, uh, blame uh, going i will say just bats overall and, and that is just from a pl- plate approach standpoint uh, obviously we saw it in cleveland not being patient enough uh nearly obviously they did get a little bit patient at the end to load up the bases in, in that top of the ninth uh, and make it a threat but weren't able to convert reese mcguire pops out infield fly uh jake Berger gets rung up granted you know close call there but uh still not able to get it done would have been nice uh, i think you know that um who was that uh uh in Who's the yeah, Pagan. That's who it was. Pagan. I think he was like kind of carefully pitching around Pollock and Vaughn because he knew those guys could beat him. And all it took all would have taken was a fly ball. Um, so unfortunately, the, those guys not able to get done it. But overall, I mean, you're looking at this, uh, you know, yeah, sure. White Sox get six hits, technically out hit the twins. Uh, it's six to five here, but Gavin Sheets has two of them. Uh, you had a wasted after the home run by Vaughn, you had a wasted double uh with no outs by Reese McGuire. Um not converting on those opportunities is not very opportunistic, Tony. No, and that's something that you've preached a lot on this show, the opportunistic side. Yeah. You yeah, had you your had a, chances you had, today. You had an Abreu leadoff walk on the six, too, and you got the second on a uh, wild pitch. Had your Wasted. opportunistic chances today. You did not get it done. Wasted. No, Wasted. That Those are the ones that are more painful. Yeah. There were so many Absolutely. chances today to blow this thing open. Yeah, I think that fifth inning would have been, if man, if they could just get, even if you just get Reese McGuire across, maybe it's, you know, next guy, since he's on second there, maybe next guy just hits a ground ground out to the right side, and then, okay, but you got what, him on third, at, next guy, what point next guy brings you, him in, and then even if you, you just get execute. two there, that's what you I'm talking to, about, how have, they execute. What are you, you fucking to, listening to? Yeah, you, just, you have to execute in these situations, yeah, man. That's, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. agreeing with you. Yo, yeah, even, but I'm just saying, even if they would have just gotten that two there, that makes it that much, A, you're not uh, in that situation at the end there with it being so tight and, you know, maybe things play out with the butterfly effect like you and I like to talk yes. about, right? And that's that's exactly, like, I'll, I'll double down on this. Yeah. 
one little play within this ball game in terms of a timely single could have changed the entire entire landscape of what we're talking about tonight. But it's it it no. that's that's why it's so frustrating, Johnny, is because I feel like I'm chasing that little butterfly the entire time here, mm-hmm. and they just can't make it happen day after day. And and now we're sitting here talking about yet another loss. This isn't the first time we've watched this this year. It's not the first time we've watched this ball game in our time talking about it or in our lifetimes. Where do you yeah. start to get that? Because that's that's the next level. Like something has to click there. Yeah, the, I mean the, the bats. Have, you cannot go on scoring the at the low clip that they have been. The bats absolutely need to get it done. It's guess what? Other teams are going to score runs, and you you should be able. You should expect the other team to score two to four runs a game and still be able to win with how potent this lineup is. That's where I'm at. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Obviously, now, you don't. Want I will, to. You want to. You want to keep that in like the one to two range. Today, but... today's lineup though. Five runs. Are you expecting five or more runs from today's lineup? Or do some of the injuries and, and where other things are falling there, into play? Did you expect five runs from, out of this lineup? From tonight? this lineup, I think you could have four could have been fair. And that's I think that's fair. Four with this. And add Luis Robert back in there, five, yeah. Okay. That that's Somewhere near where I'm at. I do but... because it, 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 like, think about the early part of the season. Grand, you're playing a little bit, you know, different like quality opponents. But the Twins aren't world beaters here. Come on, like, no, you know, they're not. Like the, the only real good team that you had there. I mean, Grand, I'll give the Mariners. They're on the rise, but on that, the only other like real good team was the Rays. And Grand, they played clean enough games during those to be able to get it done with three runs in each of their wins there. Um, but overall, when I you look saw at the it, White Sox like, handle them, like what? Yeah, with like what happened you know, in like the first like couple series, I'm like, man, like this, I, I was thinking this lineup's going to be like deadly, man. It needs to get back to that level. I want 10 runs tomorrow. Yeah, dude, I do too. They, they absolutely need it. They need, they need a breakout game like that. And I think that is something that can reverse all the mojo there. But <laughs> when we're talking about this and I talked about superstitions and all that a little bit, a little bit of tinfoil hat time, I need to stop piping up some guys here. And that's not that I don't like them anymore but it's that they have not performed after I've hyped them up. So I'm going to cool the jets. I'm going to cool the engines, Tony. I'm going to cool the engines on Kendall Graveman, and I'm going to cool the engines on AJ Pollock. I will quietly root for him, but I'm going to stop going and voicing my rah-rah stuff about them. So there's my – I'm doing my part. Well, I think Kendall Graveman – I was even hyping up some Kendall Graveman tonight. He's looked really good. One pitch gets away from him. Right, ends up into some trouble, and then, not always. Yeah, yeah. not n- not always fault there, but it's still. I did that, and then it happened. So I just need to lay off it for a little bit. That's not, I'm not done forever, but I'm laying off it for now until we can get back recorrelated. Prove it. Yeah, prove it. Prove yeah. it. Yeah, but we also want to speak some things into existence here. Yeah, let's talk about speaking things into existence in this uh, game two of the series. Uh, White Sox Twins, three ten p.m. Central Time from Twin Cities uh, on a lovely Saturday afternoon. Tony, like I said, the Vic, excuse me, the rally beers, hopefully turning into victory beers uh, in your garage. Uh, it'll be Vince Velasquez on the bump for the White Sox. Dylan Bundy for the Twins. Um, what are we expecting from this game? 
Well, we're getting the boys together. The Sox on tap crew should be out in full force. Should be a game. We're going to crack some beers. We're going to carry that positive attitude tomorrow because, like I said earlier, positive attitude, positive results. That's what I want to see tomorrow. Maybe maybe a couple two-tree home runs, as Steve would like. Want to get the you know sequel to the Steve smoking a cigar uh, photograph at some point. We're not going to get that if the Sox throw out a stinker. Mm-hmm. I really want to see MVPs do MVP shit. Jose Abreu, tomorrow, pick to click. Let's make some shit happen at the plate. Let's not throw the ball around. Yep, lead. Jose Abreu, that's my pick to click, needs to get the shit done. All right, I like it. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who I liked his last at bat, and that was Eloy Jimenez, uh, lacing that double out to left field. Um, I'm going to go with him. Um, I don't know what the status is with him playing there. We got some news updates to get to after this a little bit. Um, but either way, I think he'll be in the lineup, at least DH-wise. Um, so I'm going to go with him. It has also been a while since I picked Eloy, but I like that. That, that double there gives me, uh, I like kind of like the momentum riding that. So I'm going to go with that, um, and we'll like- see. You know, Vince, with Vince things could have gone a lot differently if he just fields that ground ball in his last start on Sunday. So if he gets exits that first inning with just one run, let up, who knows? Cause he did throw, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't, it gave you a chance. Once again, using that term on opening day, excuse me, the home opener. So who knows? You need, you need run support is the bottom line there. So that's kind of my key to the game for Saturday. All right, uh, Tony, we got hit with some news before the game. Uh, Tim Anderson suspended one game for flipping off the crowd. Uh, he's appealing it. Um, but any, any quick thoughts on this? I mean, he's going to serve this, right? <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to. He's yeah. going to have to. It's so, just a matter of when. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is what it is. Tim Anderson's going to Tim Anderson. You're going to have to eat that. We've already seen yeah. him serve a suspension this year for yeah, stuff it's like, that happened last yeah. year. Like, you've got to expect there's yeah, going to be a couple Tim Anderson moments throughout the year. Yeah, hopefully. It, I think the, the appeal could be good timing, though, because by the time that process plays out, it's probably putting it in the Royals series. So you just Yeah, and that's where you hope it just comes yeah. on a natural day so, off. That, that, and that's that, right. what it is. Right. That, that was my only thought on that one all right uh Luis robert missing this series um so that's unfortunate um hope he gets better soon that's a groin strain uh, obviously off day monday so we're going to give him this little break here um tony larusa is hoping for him to avoid i elston um other than that josh harrison could he's hopeful to play saturday don't know if we've had any further update on that but that was the update before the game hopeful to play saturday still getting treatment for that shoulder um that would have been possibly this seems lucky right now yeah it's not it it I wanted to go with him, but I just don't know for sure. And then I would have to amend my pick to click. So I was thinking about him, but other than that, Yohan Makata swung in the cage a little bit, took some ground balls. So that's encouraging. No timetable there, but everyone's favorite uh, porcelain phenom, Tony. Hey, the porcelain phenom can't wait for him to get back. Drive up that on base percent a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't want Jake Berger to be the one that gets sent down. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we get a little, just a little, I know he's already had a home run, but we need just a little more pop 
from Berger. That would be nice to see, and that would really kind of solidify and make it a really tough decision uh, for when Yohan comes back. But once again, no timetable, so Berger's got some time uh, to be able to do it. But for make the offensive happen. sake, for White Sox fan sanity sake, Jake, if you could launch, friend of the show, Jake Berger, by the way, if you could launch a home run tomorrow, that'd be ideal. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, maybe that's little, something I'll speak some, into existence. Some burger but, bombs yeah, here. Yeah. See, because that's just like, yeah, yeah. That, like I said, I, I went overboard on the other ones here. I'm just like shooting out some feelers into the Find, find a new slam. Can, yeah, Jake yeah, Burger see, bombs. Let's speak yeah. that into existence. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, he did talk about you know, his bombs, both the uh, mental uh, awareness initiative that he has, and then also the mental health awareness initiative, and then also uh, the home runs. So he has discussed both of those uh on socks on tap so tony give me a final thought and then we're about ready to get out of here final thoughts uh the socks are not in a great position right now that said it's late april this team has a yeah, 13 games of talent plethora of talent 13 games of 162 yeah 13 games of 162 johnny you said it best right there there's a lot of room for improvement I expect that improvement from this team. I expect this team to be playoff caliber. No. It's okay right now to be mad online. It's okay to be pissed off at what you're watching. I am. I know you are, Johnny. But just hold tight just a little bit. It should get better. And if it doesn't, continue to be bad. Continue to be pissed off. That's okay. But right yeah. now, it, I'm not jumping off a bridge yeah, my, because of this team just yeah, yet. My, 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 my final thought is just that this lineup's too good to not break out of the funk. So it's a matter of when, and it sucks when you're in the slump, but it will it will break at some point. So let's just hope that tomorrow that's the day. I know we've been saying that for like the last three days, four days, whatever. But let's just hope that's it because the we're, on here, is, we're on here it's hoping too the same it's is too, too, it's too listening. It's too, it's too good. It's there's too many potent bats there. There's too many guys that are making hard contact for it not to break at some point. So let's break that tomorrow, break the slump, get back in the W column. And that's it. White Sox forever. White Sox forever.